Hello and welcome to Wellversed. Learn English through poetry. Welcome to Wellversed. Wellversed? What does that actually mean? Well, dear listeners, you've stuck with me through three episodes, and now you get to find out. To begin with, verse is another word for poetry. There are two kinds of writing: verse, or poetry, and prose, which is basically ordinary writing. In addition, poems and songs are themselves divided into verses: first verse, second verse, and so on. But there is another layer on top of that. Because when we say someone is well versed, we are saying that they are knowledgeable about something. So you might be well versed in the history of your country, or well versed in politics, or if you are very selective in your choice of podcasts, well versed in the English language and English poetry. Well, folks, it's time to get down to it. This month's poem is a classic by the famous Irish poet William Butler Yeats. It's very short and quite easy to read, but very thought-provoking. Let's have a listen. It's called "He Wishes for the Cloths of Heaven." Had I the heavens embroidered cloths, inwrought with golden and silver light, the blue and the dim. And the dark cloths of night and light and the half light. I would spread the cloths under your feet. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. What do you think, dear listener? We start off with what seems like a typical example of love poetry. But then there is a very clever and unusual twist at the end. But before we get into what the poem is saying, let's have a quick look at the language. First of all, there is a slightly unusual grammatical structure in "had I the heavens embroidered cloths, I would spread the cloths under your feet." So "had I" and "would" function in the same way as "if I had." Then I would. So, for instance, had I learnt English at school, I would be a fluent speaker. Or, had I seen the lamp post, I would not have walked into it. Or whatever. But this is quite a literary construction. Normally, when speaking, you would just say, "If I had, then I would." If I had avoided the lamp post, I wouldn't have fallen into the puddle. And so on. Next, we have a couple of difficult words. Firstly, embroidered, which means decorated with a needle and thread, and secondly, inwrought with, which is a very literary word, and means mixed in with or made out of. Don't worry about learning these words. They're just sophisticated ways of saying that the cloths of heaven, which represent a sort of sublime beauty. Are very fine and valuable. One other word you might not know is dim, 
which means dark, but not completely dark. You can see that there is a distinction between the dim and the dark cloths, because these are not quite the same thing. You can also describe a person as dim if you want to say that they are not very intelligent. And it works the other way around as well. Clever people like you, dear listeners, are naturally very bright. And finally, to tread means to step or to take a step. A graceful creature like a leopard treads lightly or softly, as in the poem. Whereas I imagine an elephant has a very heavy tread. And these can also be used figuratively. To tread lightly means to be careful. There is a line by the poet Alexander Pope, which is so famous that it has almost become a proverb. It goes, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Perhaps we'll have to take a closer look at that one in a future episode. Hopefully the rest of the poem wasn't too difficult, but remember you can always read it in the podcast description of this episode if that's more helpful. So Yeats is one of the most famous poets in English, and he is certainly the most famous Irish poet. He lived from 1865 to 1939, and his work covers a vast range of themes, including mythology, romance, politics, and much, much more. He was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1923. In the earlier versions of this poem, the speaker is identified as a fictional character called Ed, created by Yeats to represent a certain aspect of the human mind or personality. Ed seems to be a weak, lovesick character, completely under the control of his emotions. And this character is thought to represent Yeats's feelings for a certain Maud Gone, a lady with whom he was in love at the time. But it takes only a small step to make the poem relevant to all of us. It might help to divide the poem into two parts. On the one hand, the first five lines, and on the other hand, the final three lines. In the first part, the speaker gives a very elaborate profession of love. Of course, it's ridiculous to think that you could possess the cloths of heaven and light itself. This is the stuff of dreams. And of course, dreams become very significant at the end of the poem. But it serves to express the intensity of the speaker's passion that he should dream of such a gift. Then he says that he would spread them under his lover's feet, implying that she herself is far superior to the light of heaven. As compliments go, that's really not bad. However, this first part of the poem is really just setting the scene. The significance comes in the last three lines. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. And it's that last line in particular which really turns the poem on its head. After doing all he can to express his admiration for his lover, making it clear that she is more important than anything he could dream of, he flips the script by giving her a warning. 
you are in possession of something very precious and you should be careful with this great responsibility. On the one hand, this is an expression of the vulnerability which we all might feel in relationships. When we say something is vulnerable, we mean that it is in danger or that it could get hurt. And if this poem really is about Maud Gone, with whom Yeats was in love, then the message was painfully played out in real life. She refused his proposals of marriage and married another man a few years after the poem was written, treading on his dreams in the process. However, more importantly, in my opinion, the poem is a comment on the preconceptions, or indeed dreams, which we carry into relationships. If we ever feel disappointed in a partner for falling short of our ideals, or unhappy that they do not meet our expectations, you could say that we are living out this poem, and it is the responsibility of both people to understand it. Perhaps this still works as a love poem. After all, by confessing that his lover has the power to crush his dreams, the speaker demonstrates the depth of his feelings for her. But I expect you'll agree with me that there is something a little more sceptical or even cynical about it. Or, well, maybe it's somewhere in between. If you're listening to this podcast, your English is definitely good enough to form your own opinion. And it could be something completely different. So get in touch with me on social media at WV Poetry Pod and let me know what you think. Also, don't forget that you can find a full transcription of this episode at wellversedpoetrypod.wordpress.com. Please do use it to check up on any words or phrases that you didn't understand, and then listen to the episode again as many times as you need to, and your brain will remember them without any further effort, all thanks to the magic of meaningful repetition. So without further ado, let's listen to the poem one more time. Had I the heaven's embroidered cloths, inwrought with golden and silver light, the blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half-light, I would spread the cloths under your feet. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly because you tread on my dreams. Well, that's all for today. Thank you, as always, for listening, and I hope you have a good month ahead. Stay safe and try not to tread on anyone's dreams. See you soon. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.